Hello and welcome to Vodafone X Cast. This is the podcast where I chat to societies from all across Ireland to help you discover new areas of interest and also to help you get a better insight into student life. We're brought to you by, of course, Vodafone X, which is the incredible mobile plan for students and young people. It gives you unlimited data. It gives you unlimited weekend calls and loads of ways to discover yourself, including premium access to Skillshare subscriptions and even free online courses. Make sure to check it all out and get signed up at VodafoneX.ie. Okay, so this Vodafone X cast is the tech one, and we have three lovely guests. So let me introduce you to them. First up, we have Connor McGovern from CompSoc NUIG. We have Graham Gibney from Ethical Hacker Society TUD Blanchardstown. And we have Gemma Malloy from Women in STEM, and STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Maths Society in Maynooth. Did I get all that right, Gemma? I did. <laughs> yes, it's, it's <laughs> a long one, but yeah. Bit of a mouthful, but sure, we'll delve into that and figure out what that's all about. So you're all very welcome, guys. Thanks for joining me on this Vote for Next cast. Glad to be here. Good stuff. Thanks very much. Um, so we'll just kick straight into it. All right, ladies first. Gemma, can you explain to us what Women in STEM is and what the society does? Yeah, of course. So um, our official title is Maynooth University Women in STEM Society. So what our society focuses on is celebrating and empowering women in science, technology, engineering and maths related subjects in our university and beyond. So what we want to do is empower women to go into these subjects and to find what they really love, because for a lot of them, they are a male oriented field. And that's something that we want to change. We host and promote many events throughout both semesters, such as panel discussions from big companies. We have chill nights and we have a mentorship program, which is something I'm very, very proud of. Careers talks and many more opportunities for networking. Um, We are here just to support and empower women across the campus to do what they love and to feel comfortable in their fields. Um, We also do include men, obviously, but really we're here to just bridge that gender gap and do everything we can to get people involved. Amazing. I love it. My first question was going to be, can men also join? So that's a yes, (laughs) they can. And is there any men actually in the society at the moment? Um, Yes. So we have a couple um, very on on the lower side, but we do um, in our mentorship program, we actually we have male mentors and male mentees. So students who are looking for um, mentors. So and we have broken them up and distributed them around the women. But (laughs) um, we are here to be as inclusive as possible and diverse in the university. So, of course, that will include um, everyone. Incredible. I love it. And a question I have for you is, you're saying that you want to get people into, especially women, into science, technology, engineering and maths. But would they not have really have decided a course before they get into the college to join your society or you're getting them before they even fill out their CAO? So um, we are a relatively new society and we only started in the last year and a half. So for us, when students are coming into university, especially first years, in Maynooth, we have different courses. Um, I personally took a general science course, which means when you're in your first year, you can choose three subjects and then moving forward, you drop a subject every year. So what we want to do is make these women and everyone feel empowered. We are also looking to branch out to secondary schools and hopefully primary schools in the future to show what we are doing um, and to make them want to join us if they ever come to Maynooth. 
And we've had a lot of students coming in through biology routes and ending up graduating in computer science. So it's quite flexible and we want to give everyone every opportunity that they can. Yeah, I I get you now. Yeah, so you can join Maynooth doing whatever course you want and then you can join society and it might make you realise that you like doing science or technology and you can jump straight into that and or even work in a career after college. So it just empowers people to figure out what they want to do and get them into the right fields of their interests. Yeah, exactly. It's it's and we're open to other disciplines as well, just to show what we are doing and to get them as involved as possible. Okay, brilliant. So we better talk to our other two guests because we just me and you were getting connected there. Uh, we go to Graham Gibney first, Ethical Hacker Society in TUD Blanchardstown. How are you, sir? I'm Grant. Brilliant. And. Your area of tech, um, what's your specific interest in it? Well, we do everything in regards to cybersecurity, but we're so broad of a range that we've done everything from teaching students coding and scripting all the way into teaching them how to break out of handcuffs and pick locks. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we have a massive range of stuff. Um, Most of our members, if not some of our biggest members, have been are world renowned with black badges for such events as like Trace Labs, which is a missing persons event where they've actually gone up against bigger actual companies and even gone up against some of the three name industries that you'd know from the USA, which I won't mention, but you'd know who they are. And they've come out on top and they've actually worked with like a lot of our members have gone on to work with um, the NCPTF, which is the National Child Protection Task Force, which operates in the UK and across the globe. And their main objective is to find children who've gone missing. So we've all kind of learned how to do that slowly but surely. And we've all kind of progressed off to that field. So the hackersock is kind of a learn everything kind of field now. I am very interested, but I'm going to have to pull you back a bit now, Graham, because I <laughs> don't know much about all those kind of fancy words you were saying and all that stuff. So I'll have to delve into it. From what you said there, I'm taking it that you are the good guys. You know how to hack and get into everything and find stuff, but you're not doing it in a bad way. Like everyone would think of hacker and you're like, oh no, this guy's getting in and taking all my passwords and everything. You're doing the good side of it and helping the world in, in that way. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, you're exactly correct. We've gone on to help as many people as possible. We try our hardest to kind of teach people, not just uh, members of society, but across campus and across the whole kind of network that we have, that it's um, your security, your phone, your passwords, how easy it is for someone to do what's called like social engineering Um Something as simple as a someone calling you up on a phone and there's great case studies done of women calling you up on the phone, playing uh, babies crying in the background. And for some reason, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, there's an instant connection with that person. And we try to teach people that don't fall for the first thing that's on the phone. Don't fall for that person saying you've got a virus on your computer. We try to teach the people and then we try to get back at those people and basically stop them. And we kind of teach a lot of our members how to do that. Oh my God, you're like modern day superheroes. <laughs> I love the sound of this. Oh, I don't understand getting involved. So say I've just joined TUD Blanche and I want to figure out more about this. Do I have to have a little bit of knowledge to get involved with someone like you, Graham, in your society? Or can I come in with absolutely no knowledge of the area? 
you could come in with absolutely no knowledge. We work from the ground up and we've had members who have started with no computing experience whatsoever. And they're at the stage now where we won't even have to tell them how to do stuff. They'll kind of just go out on their own and learn it and study it and come back to me and even teach me from time to time saying, I this is a better way to do it. So we kind of just provide the tools for them to learn, the area for them to learn, and we kind of get them started. But once they get started, they love it so much that they fly away with it. Yeah. And how do you go about doing that? Is it you have like training courses or one on one um, teaching lessons or something like that? Or, or how does it work? Is there programs that you, you give out? We normally give talks twice a week, uh, one physical and one kind of theoretical talk. So sometimes it might be actually hacking stuff and sometimes it might be um, then going through like, OK, well, this is how you do it to an actual company. Thanks very much for that, Graham. I'll come back to you in a minute. We need to meet our last guest, uh, Connor McGovern from Comsock. What's that all about in NUIG? So Comsock's main goal is to try and foster a love and passion for all things technology related in NUIG. Uh, we host a wide variety of events t- towards this goal, including workshops about Linux, hardware and programming. I'm personally studying computer science and I'm the chief system admin for Comsock. Lovely stuff. Very nice to meet you. Tell me your area of tech. What, what are you into? I'm into DevOps, which is development and operations. Generally, everything to do with system administration and Linux. That's my specialty. You're going to have to break that down for me, man. Is there, can you put that in layman terms? DevOps are usually the people between the developers and then the people that are going to put your program live on a server. In relation to Comsock, how we actually teach students about all of that is by making the connection between the software you might have on your phone or your laptop and connecting that in real life and seeing how it all works. So what we generally do is, um, say, take a video game that's very popular at the moment, like Among Us, that's very popular. And we'll show how the back end of that actually functions, um, how it all connects together. The, the reason that we show it to people is there's a, there's a huge interest in people actually wanting to know, like, when you touch your screen, what actually happens. Where's all your data going to? Yeah, it sounds, to me now, that sounds very intrinsic and it feels like you kind of have to have a knack for it or can I have absolutely no knowledge of the area and I'll go in and and you'll start teaching me the the basics of it? We pretty much build it from basics. Once you know what a computer is, basically that it's, you know, your tower on the ground that connects to your screen. I mean, that's that's all you kind of have to know and come to us with. And so you're saying I need to even have a laptop to, to come towards your society or do you have all that there in NYG? Oh, no, we, we would have a huge amount of uh, equipment ready to give people. Uh, we, have, we have a huge amount of support from our society's office in NUIG that is able to help us to support students that actually want to learn more about technology. So we'll be able to give out laptops, desktops, uh, small little circuit boards that are called Raspberry Pis. We have a huge server infrastructure that we're able to allocate um, resources to particular students that want to run projects. Okay, that's incredible. Wow. We kind of we have everything to give students to teach them everything there is to know about technology. Amazing, thanks, Connor. Okay, I was gonna kind of ask you a quick question each now, just to kind of a quick fire. Uh, we'll start with you, Gemma. Can you sum up your society in one word? Empowerment, definitely. Love it. Empowering women, especially. Nice. Um, what about you, Graham? Chaotic. Chaotic. <laughs> it sounds chaotic, right? I hundred percent this. In a good way, though. hundred oh, percent. Yeah, in the best way possible, I'd say. And uh, yourself, Connor? Um, I'd have to say friendly. Friendly. Oh, nice. Friendly. Yeah, we, there's there's just a huge amount of people in our committee, even that 
would be sort of lifelong friends now. I wouldn't even imagine the rest of college without them. Brilliant. So you've, you've made a lot of friends in there, even like that's not in your course. That's just in society. You've, you, you've made, a, you've made a lot of friends. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing, yeah. man. That's unreal. And do you do a lot of events and stuff? I know obviously with coronavirus and everything at the moment, there's nothing really happening, but when it finishes again or beforehand. So normally if we didn't have the coronavirus, we'd be sort of meeting up outside of events once or twice a week for maybe a pint or go and walk around town or something like that and just have the chats. But at the moment, generally, yeah, we're meeting up in Discord and just talking about what's going on in our lives. And so we're all friends at the same time as well as trying to keep the society going. I love that. Yeah, it's kind of similar enough to me in that um, I play professionally I play rugby sevens I don't know if any of you know what that is but that's what I do is my is my day job and we've all kind of come from different walks of life like I'm from Munster I'm the only guy down from Munster's load of Leinster lads there's a couple of Ulsters one Connacht and we've all came in together and even like even though we're professionally working together or colleagues whatever you call it we're all like really good mates and we've all become best mates and we probably will be for the rest of our lives and it's all from just being part of the team so I think that's nearly the best stuff that comes out of societies or parts of sports teams or or whatever it is you um whatever area we talk about loads of Vodafone next cast different different ones you can you can listen to but it's just getting involved and uh, and meeting people is just nearly the best benefit of even above learning and and um I, I love that audio, Connor, are friendly, good good work. Um, and Gemma, you said that it's science, technology, engineering and maths, women in STEM. Do you focus particularly in an area of tech yourself or where does your interest lie specifically? Yes, so um, I, um, I focus on tech personally. I'm studying computer science and mathematics. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely my area that I'm kind of going down into. I love the problem-solving element. That is what drew me to computer science. When I started university, I wanted to do chemistry. I wanted to do a a double major in chemistry and experimental physics and go off to work in industry. And that changed in my first year when I took on um, computer science as uh, my fourth subject because I didn't want to do biology. And I fell in love with it. And ever since then, that is what I've wanted to do. I love the, it's the problem solving side for me, sitting down to solve a problem where you are writing code for it and you're starting with a blank canvas. You don't need to know a lot to do it. I started from scratch. I had no coding experience before university. And now I am demonstrating first year students in the same subject that I did and tutoring first and second year students in our computer science center to help them understand. And I absolutely love it. That's incredible. And can you explain to me or give me an example of a problem you have solved already or a project you've worked on where coding comes into it? Um, Because I have absolutely no knowledge of coding. It's just like a crazy area for me that I wouldn't even touch on. Yes. So a lot of my projects in school will be based on solving normally a mathematical problem um, for a quite basic one that you do when you're in first year is you are given a list of years and you need to decide if they are a leap year or not by writing a simple code for it. Um, And all the labs kind of, they work on those lines. So you could be given lengths of size of a triangle and you need to identify what type of triangle it is. And it can all be done simply through a few lines of code where it could take you forever to do on paper, which is amazing. Then from there, I have branched into harder projects. Um, 
in October, I actually competed in my very first hackathon where we had to build an app. I'd never built an app before. I'd never really branched away from the mathematical problems from my labs, but it was an amazing experience to really make a difference and build something. Is that easy enough to to start out with, to, to start learning all that, or was it quite confusing in day one? With my course, we, because I came in through the general science course, yeah. unlike the denominated degrees, we started off, we did half of the same modules, which means we started off a lot simpler and slower and really building up your skills. And now I would say I'm very competent in it. When starting out, it was nerve wracking. It was difficult to get your head around, but so was every other one of my subjects, the same as mathematics or chemistry or experimental physics. They were all learning something new. And with computer science, it was almost a mixture of the maths and the language. It was actually quite beautiful coming into it and learning how to code from scratch. Um, So I wouldn't say it would be too daunting to do as you do start off at the very basics. And for us, In Maynooth, we have the Computer Science Centre, which is a centre run by volunteer students who will sit down with you when we're in person and can go through the code and explain it out to you and run tutorials, all volunteer. And it is an amazing opportunity to help. And then it is there for you if you do need help. So I would say you're never alone when you need to code, especially all the online resources. Okay, brilliant, Jess. So if you're in Minute and you have any interest in that area, um, Women in STEM Society, Minute. You might meet Gemma and she'll, she'll help you get, get along and start learning code. Um, sounds amazing, guys. This is all a new world for me. So sorry if I sound a bit dumb or a bit slow. Uh, bear, bear with me. Uh, Graham, I had a question for you. Do you find um, that your area of tech, so ethical hacking, was a great way of discovering new things about yourself personally? Oh, 100%. I originally was going to go into college and as everyone else does, tried to get their head down, tried to get through the four years and out into a job. Yeah. And being dragged along by the people I met in college basically started me off on the path that I'm on now, where I'm with people who would be on uh, much better salaries than what I probably would have made if I decided to go off and do um, like a bartender or something like that. They are on probably upwards of 120 to probably 200,000 in the fields that I'm going into. And they kind of dragged me along at the stage where I'm now being able to do stuff like did podcasts and public speaking and being able to be recognized as a researcher for a lot of the people I'm with and just finding stuff like that. So it definitely took me out of a comfort zone and brought me into my own as like a new general, like a new uh, setting. And that started happening once you joined the Ethical Hacker Society, was it? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, I didn't go to their first meeting and I was like, ah, it's not something I'd be interested in. And I was dragged along to the second one. And after sitting down, they were talking about breaking into systems and how they were going to do it. And they showed a diagram. And next minute, I was like, this is unbelievably cool. And the fellow who was running at the time, he turned around and goes, oh, so have you ever heard of this? And next minute it clicked with me and I was instantly loving it. Unreal. And do you mind me asking what your base course is in college? Or are you doing something in that area anyway? Yeah, so I my course is cybersecurity and digital forensics. There's only okay. two pay, places in Ireland that I know of that do it. It's Blanche and I think somewhere in Cork that does it. So that obviously helps you a little bit that it's 
basically in the area already, but could someone say, I did law in college and that would be a million miles away from what you're doing now, would I be able to go in and, and get involved if I wanted to? Yep. Um, my course starts in third year, so this is my first year actually starting a full-time. Um, you could come in with no knowledge whatsoever and the lecturers will walk you through it step by step. They We've some of the best, in my opinion, for the field because they run the competitions, they run all the events that are done in Ireland. And so they know what they're talking about and they know how to teach it because they've gone through all the material before and they can show you step by step how, for example, you'd recover data on a laptop or how you'd break into a computer. So they know all their areas that they need. Yeah, that's the lecturers getting involved in the society as well, or is that your course? The lecturers will get involved in the society. The lecturer who founded the actual society is still a member to this day. And most of the lecturers actually get involved as heavily as possible. Yeah, oh, brilliant. So it's open to everyone really come in and get involved. And is it similar to the other two two guys in that you don't need to have a laptop or anything? You can just come in and, and use all the stuff in uh, TUD Blanchardstown. Yep, we, for more or less, for the theoretical side, we sit down, we do all the theory work. You don't even need pen and paper. You just sit there and you listen, you enjoy, you ask a few questions. And then I throw the PowerPoint up later on. And then for the actual stuff, we book labs and we sit down in the lab room and we'll go through everything step by step. And if you have any issues, we normally try to come over and help you with it. Or then we'll hold outside of class work where you can just come down to one of the social areas, sit down with us and we'll go through it with you for hours at a time. Oh, brilliant. Very welcoming. I, this area to me just seems like so like there's so much to it that I, I'm nearly scared even to get involved. But it seems from talking to three of you guys that it's it's much more welcoming. And even though looking at the whole mass of it, it's obviously very scary because there's so much to it. But it seems that each society brings you through it step by step. And by the end of it, like Gemma, you're, you're teaching first years and you don't even know how you got there. So um, that's definitely something I would have tried if I, if I was still in college. Connor, I have a question for you. Obviously, you're a big tech man. I can even just by the words you're using, the way you're speaking, you're mind is you're just a master of tech but how do you use technology in a connection sense like stay connected within society with people but also with people outside the society so our sort of main tool of communication at the moment is discord it's an internet messaging app um it's absolutely great because it's, it, it lets us it's very flexible in where it, it lets us do a lot of things with our members or the different committee or past committee or people that have long left the, the university and they can stay connected with us. Um, so we can go out and play video games together or we can just go in and have a chat and have different channels and just, you know, posting memes or different things and have a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah that's one of our biggest tools at the moment. So uh, alumni get involved in that as well. It's not just if you're a current member in university, it's everyone's involved in that. Discord is what you call it, is it? Discord, yeah. I would say yeah. about half of our members in our society are past alumni. Yeah. Um, there's a huge amount of people that still stay involved. And is it, you said there you play games, is it like video games against each other? Or is there like group chats? Is there events organized through there? How does it work? So I was saying before that um, we, we play a lot of video games and then we'll show the sort of what happens behind the video games and how it all connects yeah. together and everything. So we tend to play a lot of video games together that we can do that with. So say last night we were playing Among Us and we installed a modification called Crewlink, um, just a small modification to the game that changes a few small things. But it actually enabled us to show our members how it all worked to the back end on our own servers show what's happening when they connect and everything like that. Um, so generally we like to play those games against each other. 
Um, but generally, it doesn't even matter about the games. That we're all there together, having a chat, having a bit of crack. And so you're all about kind of behind the scenes, like of what's how the game's operating when people get involved, all that different things. So like, what I'd be playing at home now, sitting on my couch playing PlayStation. You're in behind that, and you know all the data's moving around and how it all works. That's where you guys come in. Exactly, you have it. Okay, I oh, have you now. I'm getting now. I'm getting on pages. You know, Connor, <laughs> you have me. Um, Gemma, how do you all stay connected? Do you use Instagram, WhatsApp? Are you on Discord like Connor here? Yes. So um, our main way of communication is actually over Slack. Something I've never had experience with until over the summer when I was doing um, a program. And they use Slack to communicate. And I thought it was such a different way and um, a good way to do it. In our society, we're all about communication, um, community and sisterhood, uh, which sounds cheesy, but it's true. So having the Slack, which is similar in a way to Discord, um, does bridge that communication gap between us where we can all stay connected and um, but also have private channels where our committee can communicate and then others where we can space everything out for our different events and fun things that we get to do in this society yeah it's interesting to see from my point of view like connor alluded to there they use discord you're using slack that there's even these other portals that you use in other ways for communicating with each other because you're the tech people. You're obviously, it's a better way of doing it. But for me, it's like Instagram, WhatsApp, Snapchat, whatever. Like they're the basic ones, but obviously there's better ways of doing it. Another question, a follow-up question on the communication side of tech for you, Gemma. So we have Slack, but how does a person from outside of society have a look in before joining? Is there any way of having a look in technology-wise before I decide I'm going to definitely sign up? Yes. So our amazing pure officers run our Instagram account as well as Twitter, LinkedIn. And if you do look us up online, we have um, a page on MU Life, which is the Maynooth University Society's website um, that explains all about our society. And if you're a member of Maynooth University, you can join our society there. I would definitely direct everyone to the Instagram, though. That is where we keep everything up to date and all our links are in our bio um we post all our events and a lot of the events that we promote are not just for minute students they're for everybody people already in tech people who are not in university yet that want to have a look we promote for example seawish which is connecting women in tech ireland and they hold a lot of events promoting getting women in tech and they bring in speakers from big companies like Intel, Amazon, etc. and explaining how they got into tech and that's amazing. So we promote those events on our Insta. You can also check out everything that we're doing. We we put everything there. And we also have a link to join our Slack if you are a member there too. Okay, so you're actively still looking for new members to join, yeah? Yes, all the time, actively looking. Um as I said before, at the minute, you do have to be a Maynooth University student to join our society, but there is nothing stopping you um, joining our Insta and keeping up to date with everything we're up to. Cool. Do you want to give us the Instagram handle? MU underscore women in STEM. Brilliant. Okay, give them a follow, guys. Check out if you're thinking about getting involved and have a quick look at what they're up to. And then if you like it, get involved. You can get in that Slack chat and uh, world's your oyster from then. Um, a similar question to you, Graham, in that how do you guys stay connected? You're obviously very, very well versed in technology, but how do you stay connected and chatting to each other and also people outside of the society? We use Discord as much as anyone else. Um, we use Discord as our main platform because it's where all of the big kind of 
uh, infosec communities are all based now. But we also try to use uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything kind of out there. We have at least an account for and we post on. So our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter would be our main for providing information. And then our YouTube and Twitch would be for where we host our streams and host our videos. So people can kind of watch in and have a look to see what we're actually doing and where we actually hold de- loads of demonstrations of um, maybe coding or hacking or whatever we kind of feel we want to do on a day, or even gaming sometimes. Is the handle same for all different platforms, or do you have different ones for each race? Yeah, it's just at the Hacker Sock. At the Hacker Sock. Um, that's it, straight up, and, and I'll be able to watch you hacking and learn how to do it just from watching the videos. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, it's TUDUM. Hacker Sock because of course we have to represent the TU Dublin. Of course. But aside from that, yeah, it's Hacker Sock for everything else. Brilliant. Okay. So same thing. If you're interested in having a look at what Graham and his his uh, society are getting up to, have a look at those platforms. And if you're interested, sign up and uh, you'll be ethically hacking everyone and saving the world. <laughs> Connor, I forgot to ask you, with your you obviously use Discord internally, but how do you connect with other people outside or give people a look into what you're up to? So we actually um, are fairly good for maintaining our website, which is compsoc.ie, C-O-M-P-S-O-C.ie. Um, all of our events go up on that, any information on how to get involved, all of our different social medias, it's all up there. Oh, it's all there. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Okay, easy, all in one place. Lovely stuff. Okay, so I've Gemma, I have a question for you now. One person to work with could be in the area or not, um, and who are they and why? I would have to say... Anne-Marie Amaphidon. She is the CEO of STEMETS, which is a social enterprise which encourages girls from ages 5 to 25 to pursue careers in science, technology, engineering and maths. It is UK based. I did some courses with them over the summer and they are the most amazing people and she's the most inspirational a woman I've ever heard talking about Python, so um, that is why I pick her. Oh, brilliant. And is those, are those courses online or do you have to go over to the UK for them? So with coronavirus, they yeah. were online. They were over Microsoft Teams and they were two week. They were, um, there was two separate ones. One was for Python, one was for cybersecurity, which is where I got my first taste for it. But they were done over Microsoft Teams and you didn't even have to be a member of STEMETS to do it but they do um they have members all over the world and they do different events and go to different conferences and stuff and it's for all age ranges and is an amazing opportunity to join i am myself i'm a member brilliant so she inspires you and you'd love to work with her yes yes i really would class so same question to you graham and that do you have anyone that really inspires you that you'd love to work with in the in the area or outside the area it doesn't have to be in in tech yeah well when you're working in cyber, there's a lot of people. So um, I think one of them, though, would be uh, Cybersec Stu. He's the head of the Many Hats Club, uh, which is the one of the biggest InfoSec communities. And just he's uh, so much skill and he's so much energy for the people around him. And a lot of his, what he's told us from his job is just so kind of cool. The fact that he gets to go online and do so much. Um, he's definitely someone I'd love to work with at some stage. Yeah, is he? Where is he based? Is he American in the UK? Is he Irish? He's UK. Okay, so he's based in the UK. He works um, over there. Yeah. So we normally talk through the Many Hats Club, but he's very, very good yeah. at what he does. He's gotten to interview some great personalities. And have you 
even had a chance to work, to meet this guy in person or you're just in, inspired by him? Yeah, he was over last year for drinks. <laughs> for so, drinks. Um, Brilliant. We'll have to get him back over so, Graham, and, and, uh, oh, yeah. and I'll get to meet him because he sounds he sounds like a good guy. What about you, Connor? Do you have anyone that inspires you or you want to work with, particularly in the industry or outside the industry? It's hard to pick one person. There's three people I have in my mind, but um, there, there's a guy, he's an American uh, games developer. His name is Jonathan Blow. Um, I would honestly love to work with him because he's um, he kind of puts the fun and back into programming for me. It's he, he. Everything is not too serious. It's all what we can get done today and worry about the rest tomorrow. And it just sounds like a really cool guy. He really makes me energetic to really get into programming. Oh, brilliant! And have you a chance to even like talk to this guy or connect with him in any way? No, I, I don't think there really will be a chance. But um, I like the idea of it. You never know, man. You never know what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Keep say hopeful, fingers crossed. Um, okay, I have a question for you, Gemma. Is there anything about your society that you think people may not realize until they actually get involved? That is a really good question. I suppose the main thing is we don't hate men. <laughs> um, I think that comes across when people hear about our society that we're women in STEM, they're like, oh my God, what is wrong with the men? No, that's not the problem. We are just trying to make women feel comfortable and that they are doing what they want to do. But yeah, that would be our main thing. Um, And that we run a mentorship program where we pair up older students with younger ones in similar disciplines um, where they can talk, get to know each other and really inspire to know that there is someone doing what they want to do. When I was in first year, I was so unsure about computer science until I met these women in third and final year who were going to major in computer science and go on to work at Google and Amazon and I was like oh my gosh this is a thing there are women there and that's I believe why this society was born to show that there are women especially in the tech side that are doing this and that you can all get involved and that no we don't hate men. I love that that you're seeing it it's like the to 2020 with uh, seeing women in sport that inspire the younger generation to come up. If you see it, you'll do it. So um, I like that mentor mentor idea. Uh, brilliant, brilliant stuff out of your society. Um, Graham, is there anything about your society in particular or your area of tech, which is very interesting, the hacking, that you think people may not realize until they get involved? I definitely think they don't understand like how important it is to kind of uh, look into the hacking side of stuff, like actually physically getting in and hacking the devices. Because a lot of people just think, oh, I'm going to be sitting there and it's going to be writing these programs to hack in. And nine times out of 10, it's not. Like you might have a one case we have to write your own software. Um, but it's a lot of tool-based work. It's a lot of kind of, oh, you can sit there, run a tool and you can walk away, make a cup of tea and come back. So a lot of people kind of get deterred because of that. Or they just think, oh, it's hacking. It's for nerds and stuff like that. And people are terrified to jump in on it where... We've done some great work and we'd actually love more people to join in. Even though we've massive classes, we've a massive drop off as well. Yeah. Um, due to people kind of fear and moving forward into the field. But we've got great results out of the people who do move forward because they've just such a drive for it. Yeah. So it's just about backing yourself. I and I wouldn't call you nerds at all, man. I think that you're what you're doing is the future, like especially Gemma and Connor, what you like going into places like Google and Amazon, you saying it's just 
this stuff and being able to deal with technology is the future. So I'd nearly go back if I could to go to college and, and do something in, in that area because, you know, the whole world is online now, and especially with coronavirus. So um, that, that's incredible stuff. So I've same question to you, Connor. Is there anything about your society and our area of technology that you think people may not realize until they get stuck in? Uh, mostly the fact that anyone can and should get involved. We, I, I really love encouraging people in, in arts or in science to really get involved with computers and different programming languages and just to dip your toes in and just see what it's like. Because I've noticed, like I'm in, I'm in third year now, but first year computer scientists coming in and they're nearly afraid to join the computer society because they're like, oh, I know nothing. And yeah. it's like, well, we know that, but that's no harm. We we want you to we want you to learn. We want to see you improve and see yourself improve. Um, so yeah, just that misconception that you have to know a million things to get involved. It's like no, come and just have a chat with us. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's hopefully that inspires a listener right now because for me, before I started talking to you, I was like, you need to know what your stuff here to even talk to these guys. Like you even to approach the society, you have to know stuff of what you're doing. But obviously not. You can come in uh, fresh face with knowing nothing, and you guys will with open arms and teach them teach them the ropes. So. Uh, Fair, fair play to you, Connor. That's kind of a, a great piece of advice you, you've given out there. So do you have a top tip to help students or young people that are listening right now to discover new paths, Graham? It doesn't have to be in tech. It doesn't have to be in hacking, but just discovering new paths. Um, top tip is just kind of do your research, do a little bit of kind of digging in the background, uh, just kind of flick through maybe even a news article or just look at the news, see what you see in the news. Um, maybe it might be a company being attacked from... Uh, the inside or it might be just something as simple as passwords being leaked might pique your interest just kind of flick through and have a look you'll never know what you're going to find and what's going to actually draw your attention I know people who didn't think they'd like doing malware analysis but let, yet they love it or there may be people who sit there and say I'd never do that but yet they're one of the best in their field in it now yeah 100% um, and Connor any top tips for young people or students listening to us right now to discover new paths don't be afraid to get stuck into different sides of IT. So like I, when I started, I started off in computer repair, which is completely different to what I'm doing at the moment. And I've gotten here eventually anyways. Um, so yeah, my top tip would don't be afraid to start some side projects, help out a friend with, you know, fix their phone, do something like that, just to dip your toe in every area of IT to see what you like. Yeah, it's kind of similar enough to, to what I was say, said before, just kind of try it. And if you don't like it, you don't like it, that's fine. But at least you're trying and you, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, Gemma, do you have anything to add to that? Um, any other top tip to young people or students to discover new paths? Yes, definitely get involved and see what you like. And a lot of the time, it, our industry is not as it's portrayed on television or in movies. Um, and it's not all boring white men sitting in a room. Just have a go and see if you like it. If you fail, it's not the end of the world. There's so many different opportunities in tech and so many different areas that you can get involved in. It'll take you probably a lifetime to try them all out, but there's bound to be something that you will love. And whatever you're doing, you are making a real difference. And that's important. 
Yeah, absolutely love it. I think that's an, a great place to to finish up this chat. Very inspiring top tips there. Um, guys, do you want to give Instagram handles or websites before before we wrap up to people listening? Yeah, so check out our um, Instagram, which is mu underscore women in STEM or look up women in STEM online for our MU Life page. Brilliant. Thank you. Graham? At Hackersock or you can go to the website hackersock.com. Lovely stuff. And Connor. So yeah, all of our information is either on our Twitter, which is NUIG Compsock, and or you can go to our website, which is Compsock.ie. Brilliant. Okay. Um, so check them out, guys. If you have any interest, if you even thought a little part of this podcast was of interest to you, check out the societies, get involved, just try something. Yeah. And you never know, you could be as passionate as these three lovely people in front of me. Thanks very much, Gemma. Graham, Connor, and best of luck with uh, whatever you get involved in. Also, want to give a big thank you to Vodafone X for making all of this happen. And if you haven't yet, make sure to check out VodafoneX.ae to get yourself switched over and signed up. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to have a look at the other Vodafone X Cast episodes where we chat about loads of other interesting areas and ways of discovering new paths. Stay safe and keep well. Goodbye.